0: Murderers decoding the crime verse. No 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 emergency. Welcome to Decoding the Crime Verse. I'm Nelsie Lee and I'm Danny and
1: we this are both week, still sick. Once again, the energy <laughs>
0: is <laughs> <laughs> But, but we Let's just
1: say that we went wild. Yeah. And then the, re- the results were yeah. great for us. Yeah. Um, so if you hear about us on the news. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no <laughs> I'm news. <laughs> I'm kidding. Today, we are going to look at the, m- the life of the man who broke into Buckingham Palace. Not once. But twice and even made his way into the Queen's personal bedroom. Mm, I like this man. And I thought we would do this. But like what did he do?
0: Did he like attempt to kill her?
1: No wait, just I raves. don't like this man. No, so Naline actually hasn't done any research into this. No, case, I so she's gonna hear it all first. Yeah. So actually don't even read the script. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm in to... <laughs> You're gonna die. (laughs) I was doing this this morning and I was actually finished. I was like, this man is legendary, (laughs) he's legendary. Okay, so we're in the summer of 1982 Mm. in Buckingham Palace and it suffered one of its biggest security breaches in modern history. This is the story of how one man with nothing but his wits and a touch of drugs managed to
0: break (laughs) into one of the
1: most sacred places in England. Her Royal Highness's bedroom. Our story begins. That is crazy. At 7.15am on July the 9th, 1982. The Queen had just turned 56 and it was a summer morning, much like any other, when the security guard posted outside her majesty's door clocked off at usual, at 6am, and one of her footmen had taken out her corgis for a walk and there was also a maid cleaning one of the 240 bedrooms. The queen herself was sitting in bed mulling over the day. Wait, how many maids do they have? Not one cleaning 240 bedrooms, right? I know, she was just in one of the bedrooms. Okay. But I don't know, i don't know, <sighs> She was interrupted by the creak of the door hinges and then the curtains around her bed were moved (laughs) to the side to reveal some guy (laughs) (laughs) standing there without any shoes (gasps) and blood dripping from one of his hands (gasps) he also had a shiv made of glass however this was not some KGB agent or IR hitman this was simply Michael Fagan Wow. So how did
0: he do it? <laughs>
1: Guys, I can't. This man is so epic. <laughs> but it's so simply epic. Simply, simply, simply epic.
0: I'm, I'm surprised they didn't kill him. So let's backtrack.
1: <laughs> he was out of work and he was paying and he was the oldest child in a working class family and he was 30 years old, a father of four and he would recently been separated from his wife. He was frustrated mm. and on the verge of a mental breakdown and he had taken to wandering around the streets of the capital of night. Capital of night, capital at night. <laughs> with a can of lager in his hand, searching for a sense of purpose. Guys, this is not where you find your purpose, <laughs> I'm just telling you, Okay. It was still early in the morning and the area around Buckingham Palace was empty as it would still be several hours before the crowds of tourists arrived. Yeah. He looked up at the splendor of the <laughs> sprawling palace of the, in the early light of dawn and moments later he was clambering over the royal <laughs> <case, laughs> apparently unseen. Okay? He climbed 14 feet to the top of the fence, heaved himself over the barbed wire what? and swaggered Okay, not walked. We swagger yeah. across the palace lawn. He then scrambled over seventy feet up a drain pipe to an open window on the upper room, on the upper floors. And nobody's seen him. Said window led to the bedroom of a chambermaid who screamed Uh. as she saw his charming face pop over the (laughs) windowsill. He then scrambled through the window while the maid found a hiding spot in one of the rooms adjacent. By the time the security arrived, our man was successfully concealed in the chamber and the maid claimed that she must have been seeing things. No! They also didn't didn't trust her because apparently she'd been to two seances. Oh, okay. (laughs) okay. So she's a little bit of a nut job. Okay, Fagin, in his jeans and lager-stained sweatshirt, was able to wander through the palace, unrestricted. He would later tell the courtroom, I walked straight in. I was surprised I wasn't captured straight away. Yeah. I could have been a rapist or something. I knew I could break the security system because it was so weak. Okay, <laughs> Fagin was able to swag around the halls with... Um, right into some of the most sensitive areas in the palace. After a few minutes of wandering around the literal home of the British royal family, he came across the corridor with the names of royal princes and princesses such as Princess Anne, Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Mm. Fagan said the palace was very ordinary with dusty decorations and squeaky floorboards. (laughs) He started to wonder how the hell he hadn't been caught yet. The problem began is that he couldn't find a bathroom and he's been drinking beer all night. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually he relieved himself in a bin labelled corky food. Poor dogs, now they're eating your... Yeah. After dealing with his most immediate problem Fagan said he didn't want to disturb any of the slumbering royals but he was curious to have a peek behind some closed doors. So he picked his way through them and he came across the office of the royal secretary and found a large pile of gifts that sat on top of the desk because he had broken in two <laughs> weeks before Prince William was born. Oh. So these were all the gifts. Yeah. And guess what? He found a bottle of wine that was meant for Prince Charles. So his adrenaline is racing but he's feeling a bit down because now the beer is um, fading. Yeah. So now he's like, I'm going to have the wine but he couldn't find... A corkscrew. A corkscrew. So he, wow. just, pushed, he just pushed the just wow. pushed the wine and started drinking. And he said it tasted cheap. The wine... Jeez, Yeah. With wine bottle in hand, he continued on his adventures when he made his way to the throne room where he saw three gilded chairs laid out in a row in front of him. And so he did what everyone would do in that situation. He sat on the throne. Looking at the millions of pounds worth of royal art, <laughs> sipping on cheap wine, and munching on tippets of royal cheese. <laughs> <'Cause>
0: <laughs> what does he know? Okay, well he does know a cheap I'm sorry, wine like, tastes uh, like. How
1: is he not being caught? Exactly. The like, where are the people that are in palace?
0: And the royals are sleeping, supposed to be extra
1: secure. He claimed he was waiting for someone to come, and when he could, when no one came, he simply went home. He retraced his steps. Back out the window Slid down the drain pipe uh. And hopped back over the fence And went home uh. The only sign of his visit Was the empty wine bottle Left on the corridor floor
0: <laughs> No. That is news. crazy
1: Okay but now You may have noticed Queen Elizabeth was not mentioned Yeah here. Okay well, we'll, well we will get to that Because this was only the first Of the two times Mans broke into Palace That Buckingham is crazy palace. On June the 7th 1982 Just three days after Chugging down the cheap wine At the palace he had a complete mental breakdown and he nicked a car and attempted to try find his estranged wife but this landed him in a spot in Brinkston jail for the next three weeks and while he was inside he was pondering and wondering about what other mysterious things could be lying behind these closed doors Yeah. and if he got away with it once maybe he can do it again. So he was dead set on getting back into the palace. <laughs> so... you can imagine i mean it's even more ridiculous than the first time he approached the palace at quarter to 7 a.m on july the 9th okay and his plan should have fallen short because he actually was spotted by a policeman who phoned the palace police being like yo there's a drunk man climbing the gate but they were like why didn't he do something no he went on with his his walk really Anyway, Michael Fagan once again strolled across the palace lawn and hauled himself up the drainpipe. He tumbled through an unlocked window into the gallery of royal stamp collection, triggering an alarm. The guards thought it must be false and so they turned it off. Oh. he tried the doors out the stamp museum but found that they were all locked so instead he climbed out the window and continued up the drainpipe to the roof of the palace. This is where he decided to ditch his sandals and socks, we do not know why, <laughs> and he strolled across the roof to an open window which led to the office of Sir Peter Ashmore, ex-vice admiral and master of the household. <laughs> Such a fancy title, you imagine. Although he was filled with curiosity, there were also darker thoughts in mind, mm. so he spotted an ashtray and he broke it and he grabbed the thickest piece and Why? stepped into the corridor dead in the dead of night, set on finding Her Majesty's bedroom. Obviously, Fagin had no idea the layout of the palace mm-hmm. so now he's just
0: did he want to kill her
1: no you'll find out okay so he had lots of time he figured he had lots of time yeah. he passed a woman who was vacuuming what did she say and she just assumed he was part of the palace staff because Mans has a piece of glass in his hand and no shoes And he probably looks drunk. Yeah. Anyway. Fagin used the paintings on the walls to navigate himself, believing the fancier the paintings, the closer he would. (laughs) (laughs) After 15 minutes of searching, he found the room he was looking for, and he eased his way inside the room, which he described as small, and he could see someone was there because there were silhouettes behind the curtain. He crept over slowly so that he would not wake whoever was sleeping and thought about turning back and sliding out the door again, but curiosity got the better of him. Fagin shifted the curtain to the side to take a peek and to his su- surprise, it was in fact the Queen. Michael Fagin stood there with no shoes and blood dripping from his hand and the Queen was sitting in her bed in her nightgown. Now, was Michael Fagin planning to assassinate the Queen? In a prison-style vendetta? Nope. His plan was to slash his own wrists in front of the Queen. Why? Because he was depressed and mental breakdown. Yeah, but when he got there, he froze. The Queen tried pressing the emergency bell on her bed and the police, um, but but because the police guard had clocked off at 6am, there was no one at the door. Oh my, who ran this palace? (laughs) According to the Queen's, own account she tried calling the palace police on the phone but since she maintained her usual common collected demeanor they never treated it as an emotion oh my it's the (laughs) queen she then ran past fagan and out the room in and she was apparently barefooted (laughs) i can just imagine this is crazy running out the room like literally (laughs) waddling shame This time, Fagan wouldn't have to search for someone to find him because the Queen obviously found someone and yeah. then they apprehended the intruder. So what happened afterwards? It was concluded that he hadn't actually committed any criminal offences yeah. at all, rather than breaking and entering, well, his is little is excursion offense. legally fell under the less harsh charge of trespassing, which at the, that time was only a civil offence. And so he actually was never charged with anything. They did try charge him for drinking Prince Charles's <laughs> wine, but that charge was also dropped. <laughs> Imagine you being charged for drinking the, the future king of England's wine. I don't think he'll
0: ever be king. The queen doesn't want to die. Like I think
1: she'll I She think really
0: doesn't want I to die I think she'll
1: die And I think and, But I, I always thought Maybe he'd abdicate To William But my dad says He's too power hungry So he
0: will Get on the throne she doesn't want to die. Anyway, sorry, Prince Charles. You stay a prince until you die. He was
1: admitted for a long overdue psychiatric evaluation and ended up spending three months in a secure mental facility. He was dubbed the Palace Prowler, and the public couldn't quite agree on whether he was a dangerous traitor or an absolute legend. (laughs) (laughs) His own father reportedly suffered from a heart attack from the stress of being hounded by the media. After his release, Fagan was bombarded with interview requests from the tabloids who were desperate to find out details from his visit. Others were concerned about how some random man casually broke into the home of the British monarchy twice. Yeah. Michael Fagan enjoyed several years of fame as the guy who broke into the palace, and it was obviously filled with media appearances, interviews, and things like that. Yeah. Fagan could never bring himself to say anything horrible about the Queen, and by all accounts was actually quite a big fan of the royals and never intended to do them any harm. 30 years later, so in 2012, he it revealed that there was actually more to this break-in. And the reason why he sp- decided to break into Buckingham Palace was because of drugs. About five months before the incident, he had fried his head on a massive dose of magic mushroom soup. What? Okay, so he was basically... Apparently it took him five months to come down from the high. That's uh. how much he'd taken. So he's basically off his face on mushrooms. Yeah. Which also doesn't make him a reliable narrator. Yeah. So how he got in yeah. and what he saw and yeah. things like that. Some details of the story drift between the different retellings and Fagel's royal connection pretty much ends there. But then obviously he has an epilogue to his story because why not? In 1984 he served three months after assaulting a policeman in a cafe in Wales. Three years later a woman reported him running around a patch of waste grounds near London, the London Reservoir with no trousers on. Yeah he was he was (laughs) was was smoking weed and fishing with his mates and apparently he said he took off his trousers to retrieve Annette, but then why do you take your underpants off? Yeah. I don't understand. Anyway, in 1997, he had another brush with the law when him, his ex-wife, who had been reunited with him and their son were caught dealing heroin. <laughs> he served a four-year sentence and this was the last time that he spent behind bars. He obviously has now been released and he's lived a relatively quiet life. He's still living in London and has the odd interview here and there He's 73 Uh, When he was 73, he had a double whammy heart attack. Shame. And he's doing well now thanks to his kids, grandkids, and his new partner of 17 years. I just think it is ridiculously hilarious that this drunk man broke into Buckingham Palace twice.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, the queen should sit down with him since they both don't want to die. He
1: said that if she reaches 100, he's going to send her a present. (laughs) (laughs) From the man who was randomly in your bedroom. Mm. I would just send but her a She hates off, Diana. Apparently, after that, um, the security at the Buckingham Palace
0: was significantly increased. So, like, I hope they fixed their floors as well and d- dusted the dust <laughs> of all these stuff, Says
1: No, but you see, I think he was just so drunk. Like yeah. He also, they, they say he, he said he, the wine tasted cheap. Yeah. Who on this planet is giving Prince Charles cheap wine?
0: You never know.
1: You You understand. Anyway. I thought it was hysterical. Maybe they really just were I was literally watching this case and I was like, this man was
0: not (laughs) serious with his life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As for literally crawling up a drain pipe. Right. Do you know the the stomach muscles? Mm. Oh, no, thank you.
0: And it was probably cold.
1: No. And how on earth did nobody see him?
0: Okay, it was probably hot then.
1: Okay, but think about it, right? Back then, like very few CCTV cameras...
0: Yeah. I feel like. But yeah. I thought they'd have like thousands of guards like patrolling. But that's a but lot commonly of money. not. Yeah.
1: Well, I think they do now. Yeah. But I mean.
0: Her surprise, she goes, There's somebody in my room. Ha ha ha. She's just joking. With, like, who does that? She's <laughs> the Queen okay. of England,
1: and you're going to tell me she's joking. Uh, yeah, gosh. I thought this was a very funny case. Yeah, it was. And I chose it specifically for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, but that is
0: all for this week. So nah, for it's now next week. Yeah. No borders, no funerals. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gap and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at Active FM Triple Seven, and Facebook at forward Slash ActiveFM.